Welcome to the Vegan Life Coach Podcast, where we coach you to coach yourself. And now it's time to become plan empowered with your co-hosts, 25-year vegan Ella Majors and mindset master Stephanie Aguilar. Hey, hey, Empowered Vegan Lifers, Ella here with my co-host, Stephanie. What's going on, Stephanie? Hey, Ella. Not too much. It's pretty early in the morning. So I, you know, I'm still kind of thinking my way through, (laughs) making my way through things. It is. However, it is Friday. It is Friday. So that's exciting. I've earned this one. I have earned this Friday. I have earned this weekend. I am, yeah, I am ready. I am ready. Do you have any plans? You know what? No, no plans. We you know, we have Monday off because it's it's a federal holiday, and um, so I think we're going to do a lot of just you know messing around, not not doing too much. How about you? Do you have plans? Well, let's see. This day started. This week has been starting very early, extra early. I've already um, been to the gym, got my workout in, which is not normal for me. That's not my uh, preferred time to work out, but had to get it in because I'm doing this three-day boot camp of a seminar, creating something that I can't share yet, but I love creating. So even though they've been very long days, we're packing in actually a three-month program into three days. So you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, But it's exciting. It's exciting to create. So I I love doing that. I pulled out my my treadmill desk so I could watch while we're in this virtual summit. It's really hard to sit there in front of the TV or I'm hooking my computer up to the TV, but regardless, it's so hard to sit there. So one benefit, I suppose, of having a virtual workshop, if you have a treadmill desk at home, is that you can watch on a treadmill. So that's what I've been doing. That is that is a nice little perk. Yes. But you know what I found out mm-hmm. from working out, especially lifting so early in the morning? I was hungry all day yesterday. I mean, I just could not eat enough food, which was very inconvenient because we had very few breaks. So I was trying to like pack it in and figure out what to eat. And it was just interesting. It, it was interesting to feel that difference you know, of when I worked out versus how hungry I am. Yeah. And we talk about the intuitive eating all the time. And I didn't really particularly like that. (laughs) So, (laughs) I mean, I'm always like, you know, have a pretty good appetite, but I was just hungry. I ate an entire thing of um, lentil pasta. Speaking of, Mm -hmm. do you have a favorite legume pasta? Yes. I love, I love Banza. Me too. But I love the Banza. I don't even know how to pronounce it. The Cavatappi, the corkscrew ones. Ah, yes. uh, Those are my favorite. What are those corkscrew ones called? They are because they're like softer or something. They, yeah, I don't know what it is. Really interesting texture to them. I like that. But I also like the black bean pasta from Explore Asia. Yep. Yeah. And that one is even more packed with protein and fiber. It's ridiculous how much fiber those Explore Asia pastas have. If you guys listening have not tried them, they're not necessarily, you know, taste like pasta, the white pasta. Whereas Banza to me is has a very similar feel and and look. Whereas the other ones you have to kind of get it out of your head that this is going to taste exactly like pasta. It's not. No. 
but you can use it in so many different ways and stir fries. And, you know, there's Mm -hmm. just endless things that you can do and be creative. You're super creative with your food. What do you do with the black bean pasta? Well, I throw it in stir fries most of the time or like a cold, like soba noodle Mm. pipe salad, you know, with like sesame, yeah, a little bit of sesame oil and I don't know, sugar snap peas, those kinds of things. Yep. But you know that it has kind of an earthy taste to it, which mm-hmm. I really like. So it doesn't need a whole lot of like dressing or sauce or anything. Yeah, I do too. And it, it, it's just a matter of taste, but but literally I can't remember exact um, numbers, but I believe those pastas have something like 24 grams of protein per serving, 24 yes. grams. And then the fiber is something like 20 maybe 24 grams of carbs and 17 grams of fiber. Yeah. Which is just ridiculously high. So cool. It is. It is. And once you, once you start using them kind of in a rotation, you find that at least I have found that I can just get a whole lot of bang for my buck with a little bit of pasta thrown in. You can't go wrong there. (laughs) Exactly. I agree. I agree. Well, you asked about my weekend. Well, tonight uh, we are going to watch the Heat game. We are down. Uh, we've got a very uh, young new squad, but we are in the finals. We are in the playoffs. Nice. And we're down three to one to the Lakers. Okay. Uh, but it's exciting. It's exciting. We're there. I, you know, whether we're going to win, likely not. But I think we're set up for a really good season. And I'm, you know, I just, I love watching sports. It's kind of my my way to disconnect and, and just have a little break from my brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense. I hear you. So that's what I use sports for. So I don't spend a lot of time like figuring out stats and knowing names and everything, but I'll show up and, and watch a game and um, watch football. However, random thought, which, you know, I love, love to have random thoughts. They're my favorite. I had this, <laughs> I had this thought the other day watching football and I, I actually haven't watched football in two weeks, but you know, the football is called pigskin because it's leather. Yeah. I think it's time to have a movement that changes the football from animal leather to say pineapple leather or some sort of awesome synthetic leather or all natural, you know, plant-based leather. Cause there are so many different options and so many companies coming out with these amazing different types of materials that are leather-like that they're using in cars and for shoes and for all these different products. So why not? I think that's a fantastic idea. And, you know, a few years ago, well, actually it was just last year, I think I, I was looking for vegan ball gloves for my son and I kept, and there are very few out there. So, I mean, it's time to start revolutionizing the the sports world. There's plenty of other alternative materials out there. So I agree. Yeah. Thank you. I agree as well. And I think that more and more football players are actually going vegan now. I mean, that's a thing. I think we could get some support on the inside. I, I think so too. Maybe we should send them a vegans taste better shirt with a little note. You know who's going to be getting a shirt really soon? I think I do. Can I say it? Please. 
Lizzo. Oh, well, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love, I love that woman so much. I was going to say Cam Newton because he's a football player. If we were talking about football, but. Oh, gee, many Christmas. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I told you it's early. (laughs) Did you just say Jiminy Crip? What'd you say? Jiminy? I said Jiminy. I think I said Jiminy Cricket. (laughs) I might have said Jiminy Christmas because sometimes I do. I like, I like. Mix my, <laughs> mix my metaphors. I, I sounded so Nebraskan just then. Yes. I have to say that that is adorbs. <laughs> Thank you. I had an ex-boyfriend who abbreviated everything. <laughs> I mean, everything. So every time I abbreviate something, I, th- I think of him, which is not necessarily a good thing. And yes, Shai's barking in the background, but I'm not going to care. I just don't. No. All right. <laughs> so Hemi, Hemi would bark too, but he sleeps till about 1030. <laughs> well, there you go. So, she slept yeah. in till about eight this morning when I got up at 445. So she was still in bed. I got back from the gym. She's still in bed. Uh, yeah. I was like, oh, I can't say I'm not jealous. A little I bit. Know, right. <laughs> but all right. So, well, should we get into today's topic? Let's do it. All right. Let's do, let's it. do it. Today we are talking about overwhelm, mm. which has a correlation with busyness, which we spoke about a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Uh, But there's some differences too. And the truth is when we get in a state of overwhelm, which so many of us do so much of the time, it really goes beyond being busy. Yeah. It's when you get to the point where you are being controlled by your thoughts and it feels like life is happening to you. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And I'm guessing our listeners do too. It can be Mm -hmm. debilitating really. Yeah. And it it starts that spiral downward oftentimes. Mm -hmm. So I want to not necessarily get too much into the why, but let's talk about some actual practical actionable steps that our listeners can take starting today to prevent or reverse being overwhelmed when you get in that state. So sounds good. Yeah. First one, you know, that whole saying no thing. (laughs) How about starting by giving yourself permission to say no, stop saying yes to shit. You don't want to do. Why do we feel we need to do that all the time? So when you say yes, Or when saying yes, when that will take you into a state of overwhelm, that's when you know it's time to look at that potential yes and know that it might be a potential no. The consequences are worse than if you say, it's easier if I just do it than if I say no. Mm. It leads to resentment, to overwhelm, to being you know, pissy to people you care about, you know, when you get in those, those moods and you're not pleasant to be around, you know, you take it out on your family or whoever's around. And when you say yes to more things than you can handle, the quality of what you're doing declines anyway, right? Mm -hmm. So do you want to get a lot of things accomplished half-assed or do you want to do a few things and do them really well and put Mm -hmm. your full energy and effort into, into those things. 
And we have to remember, you know, the root of this is, is there's people pleasing, which there's the root of that <laughs> is uh, even deeper, but mm-hmm. really it's, it's rooted in a lack of self-worth, you know, yeah. and that feeling of guilt when you put yourself and your needs first, mm. even when you understand that putting on your oxygen mask first is what's most important is going to lead to you being, you know, your best self and being able to be um, more helpful to other people around you. Yeah. So that's number one. Yeah. Yeah. So number two is eliminate unhelpful and self-imposed rules for yourself. You know, rules are much different than commitments. Rules are inflexible. They don't take into consideration changes in your circumstances. They are really part of that all or nothing kind of mindset. Rules like I have to attend every one of my daughter's swim meets. Well, that's an awesome thing to want to do. And you certainly can make the commitment to attend your daughter's swimming meets, but maybe you're really studying for an important exam and you choose to between studying and giving yourself a shot at an A or going to your daughter's third swim meet of the week, you know, and and maybe you ask her dad if there's some time so that you can stay out of that overwhelmed state while giving yourself that chance to do what's, what's best for you at the moment. Yeah. And we, we talk about rules a lot, you know, having to do with many different things in this case, Mm -hmm. you know, preventing overwhelm in many other cases, talking about rules of dieting, what I should and shouldn't eat. This is bad. This is good. Yeah. You know, and I think that, you know, when we, when we take it into the, the diet world and the exercise world, you know, that can create some of that overwhelm that keeps you from your goals because we have that feeling of it's, it's like we said, all or nothing. I ate an Oreo. Well, you know, forget it now. I I'm going to start again on Monday kind of thinking. So, and that comes from a place of overwhelm. Absolutely. I think that's such a good point with the all or nothing. Eating that one Oreo, you say, you know what? I already broke the rule. So, you know, (laughs) my record is, you know, over. I might as well. Right. Yeah. I'm going to put myself in nutrition jail. Exactly. And so until Monday. Exactly. So I already, I already broke the rule. Might as well just eat the box. And then what does that lead to? Of course, uh, horrible feelings of guilt and, Mm-hmm. And and spiraling down in, in that hopelessness of here I go again. And then, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Prioritizing self-care. And I think this, this also is related to number one in that we have to say no to some things in order to say yes to ourselves and to recharging. So mm-hmm. what does that look like for you? What does recharging? Because to me, when I think about self-care, I really think about what it takes for you to recharge and how different that looks for everybody. You know, for some people, it is going to get a massage or getting your nails done. For me, I could give two shits about my nails, but I, you know, part of self-care for me is getting to my kickboxing class or, you know, spending time outside going for a walk with my dog. So what does that look like for you? There is no right or wrong. So downtime, being alone, being around positive people, especially if you're an extrovert, uh, reading, if you're an introvert, working out, meditation, going out on dates, bubble baths, you know, all of those are ideas, but you've got to take a look and schedule into your uh, calendar 
Mm-hmm. Knowing that this is equally as important as anything else that you're doing. It's equally as important as your job. And the truth is, the more you recharge, the better a job you're going to be doing while you're there. So would you rather work these long hours and be exhausted and, and be less productive? Or you can take that time for self-care every week, take that time to recharge and be efficient. I mean, I am all about being efficient with the time and being yeah. productive. So. Yes. That's going to make a big difference. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And and those moments that we think that we don't have time for self-care, that's generally when we need them the most. Mm. You know, we need to take that pause, you know, a 15 minute dance party in my bedroom recharges me more than, you know, putting in the extra work for, you know, a three course meal for my family. You know, you really have to make those decisions. And I assume you're blasting Shake it off. Or Lizzo. It's always Lizzo. <laughs> it's Lizzo. <laughs> it's always Lizzo. Yeah. Yeah. I, I toss my hair and check my nails. Oh, I Baby, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Feeling good as hell. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Nice. Yeah, little song. Oh, yeah. Like like yeah, we should probably cut that out. <laughs> no, you should not. That's really good, actually. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> I do love karaoke. I do love it. All right. But next, our next one, <laughs> prevent unimportant things that feel urgent and distract you from what's actually important. You know, oftentimes I think things are presented in such a way that they feel really urgent. They feel like an emergency. And when something feels urgent, we really tend to automatically just bump it to the top of the priority list. And this can be brought on by friends, family, they can bring that drama. And that's, that's when we let their drama really override, override our commitments. And um, those are usually the ones that we make to, to ourselves that we allow others to override. So here's a little strategy, run it through the test, eliminate, delegate, postpone. First of all, you ask yourself, can you just eliminate the task altogether? Maybe it's just not yours to do. Maybe it's just completely unnecessary. Run it through that question. Can I eliminate this task? Second one, can you delegate the task to someone else? Maybe somebody else can just take it on. It doesn't have to be you. And then the third one, can you just postpone it and then revisit later? Now that's a lot different than procrastinating. Procrastinating is putting something off that you should do. But uh, postponing is just... Okay, this is not this is not the level of urgency that it's perceived to be. I can do this later. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I would just suggest also creating some solid systems to help you stay out of that overwhelm through organization. I think Trello has been a good tool for for both of us. And it's really saving. I, I know I used to be like kind of a sticky note hoarder <laughs> and it kind of saves that, <laughs> saves that over that sticky, well, sticky note overwhelm. It creates the to-do list and it just kind of gives you a system um, to put in place. And you can even, you know, put it in, in terms of priorities, but set up systems for even the simplest things like taking out the garbage, walking the dog, laundry, and just figure out what you can delegate then. And then the first thing to schedule into your week is planning your time to organize your your upcoming week. That is a form of self-care. Figure out what might overwhelm you and then just create a plan so that that doesn't happen. So that everything has its place. Yeah. So important. I think we get halfway through the week and 
we're realizing that we don't have a plan, but now we don't have time to make a plan. And it's right. that really does just talking about that puts me in a state of overwhelm to some degree. And Trello, yes, Trello for me works really well. And from the Hogs and Kisses Sanctuary, she I was saying, let's let's use Trello. And she said, Oh no, that does not work for me. I <laughs> and so she's she is like Uber type A, but has a maybe doesn't have the creative side possibly that I have that Trello works really well for. She needs, she'd rather have a spreadsheet. She'd rather have things very, you know, uh, cut and dry. Yeah. So it's not for everybody, but it's definitely worth checking out. And there are endless ways you can organize it. And I am not an ambassador for Trello, but I am a big fan. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, <laughs> which brings yes. us to our last tip or tool is ask for help or at least yeah. accept other people's offers. Mm-hmm. How many times, if you are a people pleaser, like I am recovering from, it's hard to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to accept help, even when you know you need it. And that unwillingness to accept help it usually does have to do with the lack of self-worth or, or an inflated ego either way, yeah. you know, it could be either way when mm-hmm. you choose to stay in overwhelm though, you're choosing to play the victim when it comes down mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. And I've had to remind myself that over and over again, we, it's so easy to get yourself in that. Oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. I have so much to do. Look what everybody's expecting of me. You know, I'm, putting out all my energy, doing all these things for other people. And then somebody's saying, I'll I'll help you out. And it's almost like you're stuck in that mode of, no, 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 like a martyr almost kind of Mm -hmm. mentality. Does that make sense? Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Whereas- Yeah, I feel that. Right? And Mm -hmm. you can just accept it and be grateful. Say, thank you. Yeah. Say, sure. Thank you. And you can think about it as giving others an opportunity to give. Mm -hmm. And when people give, they get back if they feel good about themselves. So if you need to think about it in those terms, think about in those terms. Mm -hmm. And you know that you'll pass the favor along when it's time for them to need help and you're in a position to help them. Yeah. I know you can relate to this as well, Stephanie. Yeah, a- absolutely. I, I mean, I, I love being the hero. I love, and that's all ego, you know, it's, it's, it's all ego and it's, it's a hard thing to face, you know, but, but the other thing is that I, I always feel like I'm imposing, mm. you know, and I don't want to impose on people, even if they offer, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Now I know how I feel when I help people. It's my favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. I, it, it makes me feel great. So why would I block somebody from receiving that blessing of helping me. It doesn't make any sense, but it's it's a pattern to break for sure. That's such an important uh, distinction to make and, and kind of shift in perspective. Yeah. You know, everything's a shift in perspective. Right, right. right? It's very true. Yes. Very true. Well, those are our tips. I hope you took some notes. You know, just using one of those, put one of those to use. I think a lot of the times there are a million great podcasts out there saying great tips and tools, but what happens? We can get overwhelmed with all the tips and tools. So pick one, pick one and commit to that one 
to work on this week. That's what I'm going to recommend. You don't, don't try to get all of them in. Write down one of those. Put it on a sticky note. Put a note on your phone. Commit to that one uh, change in your behavior and in your mindset because that's how we reprogram. And anytime we talk about reprogramming, I'm going to tell you to go back and listen to episodes four and seven, I believe. I need to get those. <laughs> I need to, need to have those written down. But on the self-empowerment coaching system, on the way we teach you to systematize your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, and ultimately give you control over your outcomes, over your results. It's a powerful, powerful system, a powerful tool. It's the foundation for Vegan Life Coach Academy, and it will empower you beyond any other of these little tools because they're going to make any of these tools possible for you to embody and use and make true changes in how you think, how you feel, and how you move through the world, how you operate. So absolutely. Anything else, Stephanie? I can't think of a thing. I think we have covered it all. All right. Well, I'm going to go eat, oh, some bonza rice. I'm going to try some bonza rice. Oh, you know, I've seen that, that right rice. Mm, I haven't seen that. And I've, and I've, and I've wanted to try it, but I think it's the same idea. Yes. Chickpea rice. Um, And I'm going to put a bunch of broccoli on it because broccoli fills me up. Number one. And Shy loves broccoli and I love sharing with Shy. I love that. I love that he loves broccoli. Yes. She loves broccoli and cucumbers. Like those, I think those are her two favorite vegetables. I tried to feed Hemi a a cucumber the other day. And I actually even said, Shy loves these. (laughs) And, and, and Hemi was like, no, not my thing. He was, yeah. He was like, Shy can have all the cucumbers. Well, she'd fight him for it. (laughs) Well, she, yeah, he would be a gentleman. Oh my goodness. I think he would. And he's how many pounds? Probably 50 now. Maybe. I mean, he gets lots of treats, so maybe more. I don't know. She's a a whole 10 pounds and thinking she's might be a hundred pounds, but she's, she's small, but mighty. Small, but mighty. (laughs) I hear you. I hear you. All right, you guys. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in with us. Uh, We love you. And we would also greatly appreciate it if you take two seconds to just give us some stars and, and leave us an authentic review and to pass us on to your friends and your family. Uh, share. Absolutely. Share. Uh, until next time. <laughs> until next time.